0: Welcome to the Creators Our Brands podcast, the show that discovers how independent storytellers and creators are building businesses online. I am your host, Tom Boyd. I am a creative strategist who geeks out about all things creator economy. And this show, Creators Our Brands, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. In this episode, I talk to Knight and Josh of the Juvie podcast. They are teenagers, 16 and 18, who saw a gap in the market for a podcast for teenagers. Their show has become a top 1.5% podcast globally on top of building a large audience on TikTok of 100k as a result of their fire clips. In this show, we talk about their production process, what equipment they use, why they started with the cheapest mics on Amazon, their collaborative relationship and how they split up their roles, the reason that one of their episodes blew up, we get into the business side, I even have them doing an impromptu pitch for brands to advertise on their show, and of course we run into some technical difficulties with the audio because that happens sometimes on these things, but guess what? It was such a great conversation, we are sending it anyways. This was one of those episodes that I actually enjoyed editing because it allowed me to listen back to the way Knight and Josh think and how they built this show. If you're in the process of trying to build your audience at any point in your creative career, not just a teenager, this episode with Knight and Josh is for you. One, what what is the theme of the show? Like what is, what is the show? And then how many downloads a month are you at for the Juvie podcast?
1: So a little backstory, I'm 16, Josh is 18. We're clearly both part of Gen Z. Um, I think the theme of the show is to talk with people that are influencing the youth and the youth themselves. We kind of want to give a platform to Gen Z to really talk um, from their perspective, not necessarily from experience, which is something people like to dig at. They're like, why would we listen to teenagers? They don't necessarily have the experience. And I think it's more of a perspective thing. Um, And so yeah, we've been at it about 18 months now and talking with bigger thought
2: leaders and Hopefully, inspiring
1: Gen Z. I think that's our overall goal.
2: On more on the number side of things, right now we're averaging around seven to ten thousand downloads a month, and we're currently we're very very close to hundred thousand total downloads. We're about ninety six thousand, I want to say, um, and that's in the last eighteen months. So then that's just on downloads. But then on the subscribers on the YouTube um, side of things, we are at uh, what fifty nine hundred subscribers. Yeah, we're closing on six k. Uh, fifty nine hundred, and then. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the downloads and subscribers.
0: Yeah. Do, do you count YouTube? Because like, I know that everyone kind of does it differently. Do you count YouTube views as a, da- as a download, as a, as a listen no, for the podcast? No. We've,
1: we've actually no. discovered that it's a, it's a split community. Yeah. Our listeners don't know our viewers, and our viewers don't know our listeners. What's funny is we have a bigger listener mm. count, but we feel most disconnected from them because of the platforms like Spotify and you know, Apple Podcasts. There's, there's less direct content between the consumer and the host. So, you know, we have tens of thousands of people listening a month and we feel at the same time the most disconnected. And then on YouTube, you know, we're doing, I don't know, I think between short and long form in the last 30 days, we've done around 100,000 views on YouTube. And we feel the most connected to those people because, you know, we're constantly responding to comments and we see them liking and, you know, engaging with the content.
0: Why did you start a podcast? Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people your age are, are more le- you know, m- might more focus on a short form. Why were you yeah. immediately focused on or thinking about long, long form and, and why partner together on this project?
1: Yeah, literally we had a dream about it. And I think from then we went into research mode and we kind of felt that in the podcast space there was a lack of uh, voice from our generation because our generation wasn't in the podcast field like there we 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 literally are competing with ourselves because there is no other 16 18 year olds that are fully producing their own show um and so i think we we saw uh i think a lack of um there, it wasn't there yeah
2: so we were filling a space that wasn't actually being created in in a sense because there was multiple teenage podcasts but it was from the perspective or well, it was about teenagers from the perspective of adults um and we didn't really think that was the best place for teenagers to find inspiration because it was from people who who were once teenagers but are now way past that and trying to give experience from what they used to be instead of what like we are now if that makes sense do
0: you realize that seven to ten thousand listens a month is a lot for a podcast i (laughs)
1: think i think i i it got put in a perspective when i found out that we were a top 1.5 percent podcast globally i was like oh shoot like this, this means something yeah and then um and then when our short form content you know we post daily short form as well we, we try to be as well-rounded as we can uh, and i think once tiktok started to gain traction i think in the last 60 days we've done 10.8 million views on tiktok so it has been like just something
2: that kind of it's like it was like a snowball effect i would say our first six months were the slowest
1: yeah. and our last three months have been the
2: fastest yeah we we came into our main to um our main stride with downloads um it was actually on easter uh, we were at our, um, our parents' company Easter party. And then we started that day off with, I think, 1,000 downloads for the week. Was it the week? No, I think it was the month. The month. Um, and then by the end of that day, we we're at 12,000 downloads. Um, so it, in one day, we got 11,000 downloads. Um, and then from there, we've held that rate like pretty consistently every month, uh, which has just been crazy because it came out of absolutely nowhere.
0: So I, I want to go right into like the whole production process. So it's just you yeah. two producing it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, everything's fully in-house.
1: The short-form content, the long-form, everything.
0: Uh, recording the shows, w- what are the microphones that you're using? Uh,
1: the cheapest ones you can find on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. We've done 18 months with these mics. We, we, so when we started, we had like no budget. Like we weren't making any money. So our parents were like, just find the cheapest ones and start with what you have. So I think these are boot blue coil audio mic so that you just want to find off amazon and they're great we they, love them we have not we we just were in la um this past weekend recording uh, a show and we were on Shures, and i promise you people are going to come at me for this i could not tell the difference No, i i just might have unexperienced ears but i couldn't tell the difference um and then we're on a Rodecaster pro for the audio and like the mixing board and then we we're on a three camera setup at one point using a thing called an atem which essentially live switches for you we decided to scale back on the production and the time we were putting into it and focus more on like the content and the actual meat of the show. Yeah. So now we're shooting on one Blackmagic studio camera. So for the first three months, we recorded on iPhone. iPhone. And we had to tear down and put up our set every single week because we were using a shared
2: space. So yeah. our early days were some grinding. Now we luckily have a, a set, set. Yeah. So we, we got very blessed being able to use Blackmagic to actually have like some set equipment. Within the first few months, and I think that really helped us out. But now we've we've scaled down a lot, so we're just on one camera.
0: And would you say that a majority of the discovery for your show is through the short form content that you're creating?
1: I would say like, I would I would my like my go to is yes. I mean, if there's 10 million people seeing us in 60 days, I would assume that some would go over and listen. But honestly, I think that one that day that Josh was talking about, where we you know went 10 thousand downloads in one day. I think we actually got added to a top 100 chart for our category. And I think platforms started to push us out because Mm -hmm. what's interesting is in that, I think when that, when that happened, I think we maybe had 20,000 followers on TikTok and nothing had, it wasn't like anything went viral and then our downloads spike. But I think that same week we discovered that we got added to, um, the top 100 uh kids in education chart and now we've kind of rode that we at one point we're top 10 in, in the country and so i think that's. i'm assuming that's what boosted us that one day yeah
0: that's the one thing about about um, marketing a podcast you have to really get it in front of people that consume that form of media right like mm-hmm. youtubers YouTube, uh, like, audiences that are trained to consume YouTube content, they're the best people you want to get in front of as far as marketing your YouTube channel, right? Like, podcast listeners, right? It's a whole different way of consuming content that, like, you have to... It has to get in front of teenagers that are bought into consuming content via a podcast is are there any other strategies that you use as far as getting most of your downloads
2: well i think we got really lucky with the community that we've grown especially on tiktok um we've got about right now ninety-seven thousand followers yeah um and we've actually developed such a strong community because it's been a slow growth um and a lot of the people who have been following us for a long time still follow us so we've found the niche audience actually does love to listen to podcasts and also love to get our short form. Um, yeah. Now you can tell you more about some strategies. Yeah. I don't, I actually what's interesting about what Josh said. I don't think
1: that the people that we fell into were pre podcast listeners. I think mm-hmm. what we hear a lot is you guys are the first podcast that ever got into. Yeah. I think it's because there wasn't a market. We kind we kind of, mm-hmm. right. We kind of took a generation and said, here, we're throwing in our net. We want to take all you guys with us. Instead of someone who like you know Joe Rogan, that's an older generation. I think us we went from a non-podcast listening generation to we're taking all you guys with us. Come listen to our show. Uh, I think I think it was really just throwing our net into a big pond.
0: What What are your roles right now? Like, who's editing the audio side of things?
2: Yeah, so I edit long form, which is just the main um, like the YouTube channel content. And then Knight does the social media editing. So that would be the TikTok, Instagram reels, shorts, and everything like that.
1: Yeah, so I do short form, he does long form, essentially.
0: And then you record, do you use any software?
1: Uh, we record through a roadcaster, like the Roadcaster Pro. Are you familiar with that? Like the soundboard, essentially. So all, of it, all the audio runs in there, onto one mini SD card, SD card into the converter, converter into the computer.
2: Yeah, and then we add it on DaVinci. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, we actually don't do any sound editing. That makes us sound like noobs in this field, but we literally, because it's, it's recorded as one like simultaneous track, we record on one track, then we just throw it in, line it up with the video, and yeah. then,
2: you know, do the rest.
0: You don't edit any of the podcasts?
2: Nope. It's just pretty much top and tail, unless it's something that we need to cut out. Yeah, because like, most of the time, like, our goal, even
1: with guests, is to have it more like a conversation compared to an interview. Yeah, yeah because we know what our generation likes.
2: They want, they want the raw and authentic. They hate seeing yeah. cut. Because we hate seeing cuts. <laughs> yeah, if it's scripted, nobody's going to watch it. Like exactly. scripted content does not land.
0: Yo, can I tell you, I, I've recently switched it up on my podcast where I used to do like this nice little intro with music in the background, like do a whole setup. And yeah. that just takes one too much time. But I started to realize people like the casual approach better.
1: Yeah, I think there's like quality in other places. Like are the questions you're ask- asking actually pr- providing value? But I, I think what what, where we're in a lucky position is we're part of the generation that we're trying to target. So we actually understand what our listeners are looking for and wanting because we are those people. So like personally, when I listen to podcasts, I like that intro part when they're, you know, they're just shooting it, they're just talking, you're hearing about their day. We try to start episodes like that because we want our listeners to somewhat feel like they're in the room. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's all small talk. We do like to go deep. We do like to get those raw and real questions so I think like there's a there's a fine line of balance.
0: So you're not going in after and like doing like an intro or like none of that stuff. Just Mm-mm. send. I
1: it. mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, we so it's interesting. Our first twelve months we had we had like what you had a pre-recorded intro with the music and our logo, and then we're like,
2: well, our engagement rate falls off on YouTube mm-hmm. because our dedicated listeners don't want to listen to that every week, and it was like over a minute long. Yeah, it was bad. It dude. was so long, and it was recorded on an iPhone camera. It was terrible. Yeah um yeah. yeah but it's I way back then t-
0: i skip that when i listen to podcasts like just get exactly. me to the, get me to the action because because at this point i'm trusting the host that they're like once i'm bought into a podcast i'm trusting the host did the vetting for me like the host mm-hmm. did a good job of getting someone that i should be listening to right like that's what you buy into oh, yeah. when you when you listen, come back to a podcast over and over again
1: interesting is as we started to dip our pool into talking i uh, dip our toe.
0: I, that was, a, I was trying to do something there, but yeah, get our foot flops. in the door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, something we've had to explain to them because, you know, the, the brands we're going after, obviously we're looking for brands that are trying to empower the youth and better set up our generation. That's the brand that we want to work with. Yeah. What we found is that we have to explain to them that a podcast listener is more dedicated than a TikTok view. And this is something that you obviously understand as a content creator yourself, but what we, what we have to tell them more value mm-hmm. right because it's like i'm taking my time to sit down click listen i'm not swiping and you pop randomly pop up yeah
2: um
1: and so i think again seven to ten thousand people that decided to take their time and invest their time in us because we know how valuable our time is and for a generation that um values their time yeah. that's something about gen z is we do care about our time so you yeah. know some people would call us lazy and whatever and i think
2: it's we're more selective because especially now with TikTok, um, You can find yourself sitting down, scrolling for two hours, and you'll you won't even like bat an eye. You'll be like, "Oh, I just did that. It meant nothing to me." But then, if you actually sit down and choose to listen to an episode of a podcast for thirty five minutes, that's a commitment you've made with yourself to like listen to somebody else's content and actually consume what you're watching or listening to. We value when people, when people, especially when they download, because it's supposed to be like one in ten people, uh, download a podcast they listen to. So if that is true. If that is true, then if we're getting seven thousand downloads, then if seventy thousand people are just listening to us every month, it's a crazy number.
0: And and what, what are you uploading the podcast to? What are you using to to? Is it, I, we use, I use RSS Anchor. Feed. I'm, I'm curious. What
2: you, okay.
1: So we. It, uh, what's funny is when we, we started. So
0: like what do? You, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's this is
1: what everyone tells us. Here's what's funny is we had like zero clue what a podcast was. How do you start it? And so I remember this is exactly what happened. I looked up on Google. How do I mm-hmm. get my podcast on Spotify? How do I get an Apple Podcast? First thing it came with was RSS feed. I made an account, and we've never looked. We've
0: back. never
2: looked back <laughs> since the first day.
0: So, so don't you still have to upload it to something else that pulls it into that RSS feed, mm-hmm. or you can mm-hmm. upload it straight to that?
2: Straight to there, and it takes us to every platform. Okay,
0: yeah, you guys are scrappy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what else in the equipment stack? Uh, do, do you said that you do use Riverside? I use Riverside for all yeah. of my. Rem- Remote virtual interviews. What, yeah. Do yeah. you use River, Riverside and for what?
1: We do. We do. Uh, we, so for our first forever, like I would say, probably our first 50 to 60 episodes, it was Zoom because I didn't, Riverside wasn't like a thing. I hadn't seen the YouTube ads for it. Then I think after about four or five times of seeing the Riverside YouTube ads, I'm like, all right, got to give this a shot.
2: Yeah. Um, That's great. It's we love great. it.
1: I think the direction we're moving is, and this is, this is kind of switching it up, so maybe I shouldn't go here, but I think our goal is to build the show around us as hosts. And not our guests so i think we've scaled back on our guest episodes and more of the host episodes but our goal would be to more, do more in-person guests because i'm sure as you know the flow in the room is so much better when you guys are together compared yeah. to riverside but overall Riverside's a fantastic platform
0: what are you talking about dude this has been seamless <laughs> yeah it's, it's been absolutely perfect it's not like Super we're both
2: seamless it's not like it sounds like we're both in airplanes or anything yeah, yeah. yeah no and it's not like there's a three second no, delay no.
0: So, so it's, it's a- it's actually a great point. Like this show is like, I mean, my, you know, I'm kind of like, I, I use the content that I create to kind of be like the the coach on the sideline, um, just reminding people that have creative ideas, like what's possible. And I like hearing hmm. your story because it's like, yeah, like I, I just Google this and like I'm doing it the ways that like pe- the the pros aren't telling me to do it, but it's working for us. So we're continuing to do it this way, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Then on top of that, it like real time, super meta, this podcast the the whole start of it all our audio is all jacked up there's a complete delay on it it's not really like this is what happens when you try to create something it's just a good example of like just the stuff that you run into as a solo creator that doesn't have a big team we're just figuring it out it might sound a little off but like listen we're sending it anyways
2: yeah literally and i think that's i think people appreciate the fact that we are probably the least professional, professional podcast they can find.
1: And I think that's what, like, that's what people are attracted to. Is it's like yeah. we do talk to these big thought leaders. You know, We have some exciting episodes coming up, but they always know that the questions are going to be asked from the youth perspective and Gen Z. Yeah. So whether or not we're talking with a YouTube prankster or a CEO, they're always going to get questions that they are actually wanting to hear on behalf of our generation. Yeah. I think that's what people look for.
0: Yeah, and I I like your strategy of building it around you two because I do think both of you are talented to be able to hold down episodes just just you guys and like fans start to buy into you more and your story and then you don't have to rely on the outside world. Like you guys can create whenever. So I'm curious, is there a cadence that you're going for each month? Like how many episodes are you trying to post right now and what does your recording process actually look like? Is it like you record four shows in one day or are you – like, do you have a like a system in place, or are you just kind of just scrapping and figuring it out on the fly?
1: This is fun. So we've never yeah. like really
0: gotten an answer behind the scenes. So
1: at this point, we started March of 2021. We've gone 83 weeks straight. Every single Saturday for 83 weeks, we've never missed an upload. It's kind of our claim to fame, and I think it's why it's worked. In the beginning, we thought that we were podcast pros, and that we could do three in one day. That only happened one time and it was a terrible decision because we were not pros and it sucked. That was like our first ever recording session. We did three guests back to back. We're like, we're going to kill this.
2: Didn't happen. It was exhausting. It was terrible. By the third episode, our flow was gone. We had no energy. It was terrible. Yeah, pretty bad um so then we figured out that we're not as professional as we think and that we need to scale
1: back Mm -hmm. so for a while we so when we first started out it was three guest episodes one josh and Nighttime. then we went to two and two and now we're at three and one because the i think a good piece of advice i don't remember who gave us this but he 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 said that the guest game is a never-ending staircase he said you're always trying to top yourself and he's like that's exhausting and it's hard to build a brand around people that you can't that aren't committed to your show. Like you shout out to Sean, Sean, uh, Sean told us that. Um, and so I think that was the piece of advice that kind of stuck us to, all right, if we can build a show around us and people love us and we can make it work about us, quote unquote, nobody's not already established celebrities. If that works, then we have something here. Yeah. If it's not just the guests have something important to say, but our, but our listeners feel like Josh and Knight have something important to say, we're good. And so I think that's kind of like the flow we're in right now.
2: Yeah. And then like with, recording times we we used to have we've been we haven't been as like um because we're, we're, okay let me gather my train of thought um so we used to record we always would have this um
0: no no i alone. love it
2: we would always have four episodes on backlog recorded um so we'd never fall behind and we had that the entire time until what, like two months ago yeah um and then summer vacations hit so we've kind of been um, recording and then uploading, which has been working great because the editing is so easy when it's all in-house. Um, we literally record and then I hop straight on the laptop and edit it and then it's ready to upload then and there. And I think the
1: other reason why we did that is because we realized if you talk about something a month in advance, it's not relevant at yeah. release. Yeah. And so with something that we've, a space that we've been moving into is we want to be like a hub for Gen Z information and stories. Now, we can't record that a month in advance because it's not relative. So if we're talking on Tuesday and it drops on Saturday, that story is still um relevant relevant to gen z yeah and so i think that's like the position now like we recorded just this last saturday we were we had it was like our first like juvie on the road show we flew down to la well someone flew us out to go on their show and then we capitalized on that and brought in a guest so we recorded in la and now that episode we don't have a release date for it because there's some outlying factors but that one that one will be coming soon
0: yeah Okay, so when you're doing the just YouTube shows, are, is that every week you're recording one of them or you're batch recording them a couple of days at a time?
2: It depends on what we're doing that week. So sometimes we'll be more busy than where we'll go like two weeks without recording, but then we'll have uh, one week where we'll do two episodes a day for like three days and just get a bunch recorded. I also think
1: the recording one at a time, it is more time consuming because we're coming in recording for 45 minutes and then leaving. But I think it keeps us more fresh and there's, yeah. it gives us more time to do research. And I feel like we actually get better meteor episodes yeah. instead of us on our back foot being like, Oh, what are we gonna talk about next? Yeah. Like when we have five days to prep for 30 minutes, that 30 minutes is packed. It's and I, I love that. Yeah. So I think, think that's been something that's really really helped us for sure
0: collaboration wise what how do you your skill sets complement each other like why do you guys make you think you're like you've made such a good fit together to to host this show and work together th- as partners I, good
2: question
1: i don't think we're puzzle fit puzzle pieces that fit no. honestly <laughs> i think we are two people that are passionate about one thing and so i think what that does is it it makes us make it work in a sense yeah. We're both passionate about the brand and the mission, and then our strong suits. Some of them clash, and some of them come together great. Yeah, and
2: that's something we've just had two to two figure years. out as two teenagers. Um, so yeah, go ahead. An example. I think we've we've struggled a lot with um, finding a balance of equal work um, because right now Knight does. Um, I mean, he does. He puts in more hours because he's doing the social media. He runs our social media. And then when it comes to my part of the job right now, it's just it's the editing, the long form, and then showing up for episodes. Um, so I think we've had issues in that where it's been like one person's not doing as much, the other person's doing more, and then just trying to find that balance. That's been a clash we've had. Yeah. And at first, we, as two teenage boys do,
1: we just let it build up and did not talk about it. Yeah. And we're like, bro, this is just going to have to figure itself out. And then we decided to try to be listen, more mature.
0: Full blown adults do that too. So, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. gonna>
1: just, <laughs> and then we realized that keeping short accounts actually it, it takes like at some point it's not about us it's also about the brand but yeah. our relationship as a friendship has to come first because if it's not coming first it shows in the episode and we've had it happen yeah. where you can tell there's tension and there's certain things that we're not saying and then we're like there's people that are investing their time we need to invest time and figure this out them.
2: We've cancelled. We've cancelled recordings because we've been in an argument, and we're like, if we record right now, it will be terrible content. Yeah, and so I, we've we've scrapped it off, <laughs> and we said, well, or- well, we'll.
0: <laughs> or, or you just keep the argument going and record it <laughs> that would make the best
2: content we've
1: ever put out we would, they'd yeah. love that um, and so i think keeping short accounts and just when something comes up we just say it yeah and at first it's like oh but i'm gonna hurt my friend's feelings and it's like we gotta move past that we're friends and business partners yeah and i don't want something that we're not saying holding us back from growing yeah like if we put our friendship first that actually translates to growth and i think that's something that we weren't Understanding at first, and we're still figuring out. I'm not saying we're perfect now. We have
2: these conversations every single week. Yeah.
1: But we've realized that having those conversations off camera translates to better content on camera.
2: Yeah, and I think another thing that's helped us grow as a team, we've both developed. Um, I mean, as we would over eighty-three episodes, we've developed quite a skill for question asking and storytelling. Um, and I think we can really complement each other because we've we've also developed that you know business partner telepathy mm-hmm. that we know when the other one's about to talk. Or we know how to like bounce off each other's questions really well. And I think we've, that's, that's a, that's a strong point of ours for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I bring, and I bring that up because it, I've worked in a, uh, in, in uh, like uh, many different forms of like creative teams in like music, mm-hmm. in like uh, you know freelance projects, just like I've had like many partners and we didn't do a good job of communicating the way that you guys are proactively doing now. I think the main thing that were our issues is we didn't come back to like what the actual goals were, being aligned on where we wanna go and then you figure out like where your skills can overlap and it just always come back to like, hey, where, where are we trying to go with this thing? And yeah, yeah we didn't do a good job of being on the same page with that we realized in hindsight they're like oh we all had different goals <laughs> so that's why it yeah didn't, mm-hmm. end up, didn't end up working out and
1: and don't get me wrong we are still figuring that out and honestly i credit a lot of it to our parents our mm-hmm. parents are business partners both our dads are business partners so i think it's kind of like trickled down we've seen what's worked for them and how the conversation that they had affected their yep. friendship and then we've kind of just taken a little bit of inspiration to be like hey we are 16 and 18 at the end of the day. We're going to continue to have problems, yeah. but we might as well not let those problems build up. Yeah. There's no point in doing that. And keeping short accounts is weird because it's like you feel like there's more problems. You're talking about it more, so it feels like there's more
2: problems. But in the long run, it cancels out a lot of problems out, Yeah, they tend to not repeat. Because the few months, the first few months we were, when we were recording, we didn't talk about anything of the problems we had for no. like, a long long time and every time we didn't talk about it, more problems grew and it grew and it grew and it grew until we literally yeah when i said we had to cancel recording because we just we like it built up too much to the point where it exploded yeah um and then i think from then we've done a really good job of being able to just be like hey bro this isn't right let's talk about it yeah so if you're trying to start a podcast or a business with your friend good luck (laughs) please keep that in mind
0: Uh, Josh, you hit on something that I think that is it almost brings out the it 's like a like when you 're together there 's like another personality that is created like that that like becomes the podcast and and both Mm. of you like with your feedback your chemistry together is what makes it so entertaining for your audience yeah Yeah.
1: and i think we've we've grown to make it work in a sense like we knew from the beginning i wasn't going to do this with anyone else like it was josh or it wasn't going to happen and so when he said we're in i think that was like a pact to we're going to make it work and that will affect our friendship but what i would say is in these 18 months. Me and Josh have gotten closer as a friendship than we would have ever because we've had to keep these short accounts. And I think the number one thing that's helped us is we've just learned more how the other person thinks. Yeah. Because it just like, you know, just like a relationship with a wife or a girlfriend, it's like if I can learn when I look at Josh and I can tell something's going on, if I've had those conversations and Josh has expressed how I make him feel when I say this or do that, if I can understand the thought process in Josh's head, that can then affect my actions. If that makes sense. Like, the better I know him, the better I can make my decisions.
0: Yeah. So uh, when I – I worked with someone once, and a good friend of mine, and we both had this like – we didn't realize it, but we – there was tension between us and what we realized yeah. is we were both jealous of each other for different mm-hmm. things like i was jealous of him for something and that he was jealous of me for something and i remember like i was like listen like, yeah and i remember addressing it i was like hey man like i like i i feel like i've been a, a, an ass to you because i've been letting this like i think that i think you're really good at and i'm not like it, it's getting yeah. to me and he was like bro I'm jealous because you're this way. Is there any of that where you like... Oh, the, the, always.
2: Um... we've had that exact conversation. Yeah, <laughs> constantly. That exact conversation that you just said, word for word, is what saved the podcast for 100%. us. Like we were this close to crumbling because it was like, we can't do this. But then it was the realization that you're always going to be better than me at this. In I'm going to be better, like better than, you at, than you at um, this. And that's not going to change because those are our fields. Like, those are our separate fields. Yep. I'm never going to be as good as social media as night is because that's his job outside of the podcast as well. Like, that's right. what he does. Um, yeah, and we're just we're, there's never going to be stuff where we're... I mean, there'll obviously be stuff where we're equal, but there's There's always going to be stuff where one of us is better than the other, yeah. and that's what we've had to figure and I out. I think
1: how you capitalize on that is you put more flame under their strength. Yeah. Like, if I know that Josh can yep. walk into a room and ask a question that I don't feel confident enough to ask, I'm going to empower Josh to do that. So it starts mm-hmm. off as jealousy. And then once you make the realization that it's just a strong suit that someone else has had, it's like, go, Josh, go do yeah. that thing. And then he's yeah. given me space to work on the social media. We stopped micromanaging and it turned from jealousy to empowerment in a sense.
0: Yeah. Turn the volume up on those things. Exactly. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and as soon as you do that too, it like kind of, for the other person, it makes them want to do this, like give, you know, Yeah. that same thing back to you and it it, it does create like a this just a complimentary creative relationship
1: yeah for sure
0: let's go into the vision for the business side of things yeah do you have any is there any strategy right now in place um how are you thinking about uh making money off of this and and yeah and let me know if you already have or if there's plans for in the future
1: yeah i think one question, I don't like when people ask my five-year plan because my one-year plan is different from where I'm at now. So I feel like I, I, totally. I, we're farther in 18 months than I thought we would ever get. So yeah. five years, I could not tell you. I think the day-by-day day is to continue to affect our generation. And I think affect is obviously a very broad word. I think, I think our mindset with every single clip and episode is I want to cause a reaction. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my goal isn't to cause a bad reaction, but someone might see this and hate on it but I think I still did my job, which was cause a reaction. Yeah. So I feel like causing a reaction leads people to think about what you're saying. I can say something that at least makes someone think. My goal is not for them to agree with me, but to think about what I said. And if that can affect our generation, I've done my job. So yeah. I think a long-term plan is to continue to do that.
2: Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, definitely. That, yeah, That's definitely the long-term plan. I think short-term in terms of making money, um, I think we're, Inching closer and closer to launching our merch store, um, which is something that is really important to me. I think that's going to be something, uh, something more that will be on my side of things. While well, night's taking care of more of the social media, I think merch store would be more under. Um, I, that's what we discussed yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's something that I'm really excited for as well.
1: And then I think obviously in episode sponsorship, yeah, uh, we're having well after this episode we have some stuff that I want to bring up to you that can't talk about here on the show. But I think it we've learned that if we can get in front of someone on a call, we will win. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds egotistical. It's but true. The cold email is the hardest part. It's getting on the call. I think once we get on the call, we can sell anyone just about anything. Yeah. And that's just built up confidence in a sense. But I, I feel like I we believe so much in what we have created that if I'm talking to the right brand, we can sell you on it. Yeah.
0: I immediately saw the brand that you're building. Um, I, I listened to, you know, I don't listen to a lot of your content. I listened to some of it to get a sense of, like, just the, the you know, the talent that you have. And, like, I, under, mm. I understand what you're, like, I see it very clearly what you're That's building. Uh, and I was just like, man, like, if I if I didn't have my plate as full as it is, like, it was, this would be a fun project to take on there's so much to do with what you guys are are doing and like i, I agree with you once you get on a phone um just like sh- show people it's like your enthusiasm is contagious right for like yeah. like and and brands respond to that and and they yeah. figure out a way to 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 partner so have you have any have you done any brand sponsorships to this point
1: yeah yeah one thing i i just wanted to say on there i think what we figured out is passion is attractive no matter if you agree with what I'm saying or not, if I'm passionate enough about it, you're going to sit and listen for a second. Just want to say that real fast.
2: Yep. Um,
1: so, yeah, we worked We worked with one brand in the past. We did a three-part TikTok series with them, a, past, a company called Pathwater. So they're a reusable water bottle company. The campaign was built around um, our generation taking responsibility for our planet and starting to make a change. So we committed to use their reusable water bottles. We did a three-part TikTok series with them. I think we learned a lot from it. I think we wanted to get our foot in the door and be like, how do we figure out what a contract is? How do we figure out what our rates are? Now, did we learn and change from that 100%? Uh, And so I think just getting our foot in the door with that first one was the best decision we made on the business
2: side of things. For sure. And we can tell you a little bit off camera. We can't really talk about it right now. Um, but we have been in a talk with another brand for sponsorship. Something didn't go completely to plan, but yeah. it's, it's still in the works as of right now with a different company.
0: But nothing for the podcast at this point. No, it's,
2: it's all for the TikTok. podcast. Yeah. Well,
1: no, no. This last,
2: it, yeah, he was saying in
1: episode oh, sponsorships, we really don't want to do any, like the yeah. truth is, we don't want to do any more TikTok brand deals. I want no. that to be organic and whatever. And because it's like we have such a big listener base that no one's capitalizing on. Yeah. And it's like we know this is sitting gold right here. We just need a brand that wants to target the youth, which is a lot of brands I feel like yeah. we just need to get in front of
2: that. And we've also been told from professionals that our rates are like way higher than we ever thought they could be. So yeah. we're like we're trying super hard to capitalize on those those pre-roll ads on on platforms
0: wait so professionals are saying you could charge more for the pre-roll ads than you thought yeah Yeah. let Mm -hmm. me just say this every single time
1: we've pitched and you're gonna cringe at this tom because you gave us this piece of advice and we did listen but every time that we've ever gone into a pitching call there's no negotiation they just say yes yeah and i don't know if that's people not wanting to negotiate with us because we're young but literally it's just like yep we can make that work i'm like
0: Damn it. We should have asked for more. Should have
1: asked
2: for more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, I want someone. Wait, so what was my advice?
1: You're, well, you you told us like what you were the first person to ever tell us like what we could be charging. And bro, I remember when we got off that call, me and Josh were like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. And now it's almost like doubled since when we talked. Um. But I think we want to
2: negotiate. We want a brand that we ask
1: for way too much.
2: Yeah, we, we literally we're like, what happens if we just ask for like three times our rate and just see what they say? And then if they're like, no, well, we can't I'll, do that, then we'll back down to our comfort rate and yeah. we'll still make what we want.
0: No, no, ex- exactly. So the the I don't know if I said this in our one conversation, but if, if they say yes to the first thing, like <laughs> you didn't ask for enough. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they said yes, if there's no like hesitation, you know, you probably could have gotten a little bit more. And you can always yeah. frame that in a way where it's like, listen, I value this relationship. I really want to work with you. This is the rates that I charge, right? Yeah. Uh, And like that sets it up where it's like, it's not like this super like, you know, I'm hardballing you, you know, like, like, Mm -hmm. like take it or leave it. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a collaborative, uh, conversation to get to a point that makes sense for both of you
1: and i think we thought we were doing that because our first brand or to our second we tripled it and they still didn't negotiate <laughs> and so we're like we weren't going to the call we're thinking we're like oh like are we is this going to throw them off and then they were just like yeah that works i was
2: like
0: and, and is this for the brand that you're talking about you can't talk about yet until yeah
2: yeah yeah we'll we'll tell you off uh, once once so, we're done recording we'll tell you all about it
0: so they 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 immediately so you're you're moving forward with them though and
2: but yeah they they didn't even bat an eye at no. our our first um offer
0: I was thinking that it could be fun to pitch a brand like you you, yeah. you said that you're so you know as as soon as you get in front of people um oh, tend, to, okay. t- tend to go your way so i'm curious like let's 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 if i'm a brand let's say i'm a brand why would I why would I give you money for a pre roll? Like who who are right, these okay. teenagers Let me, that This is like that, that, some
1: Shark Tank thing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What, what's your brand and will come up with a campaign on the spot and why it makes sense? and then That's you gonna, do mission, I'll do money. Just give us a field.
0: Um, yeah, my brand is a, uh, it's a notebook that helps high schoolers develop their creative side, right? It helps. I just made up a product on the spot, all right. but like a notebook right, for do creators that are teenagers.
1: All right, okay. so we're on the call. You're, the, you're this brand guy, introduction, whatever, whatever, whatever. We're so excited to work with you because we're looking for a brand that also empowers the youth. A lot of our a lot of our listeners base is built up of high school students that have an entrepreneur mindset and are future thinkers, and a lot of them are creatives wanting to get into the content space. So we feel like supplying them with a product that benefits them would not only connect with our audience, but it's something that we would use personally. Bam.
0: <laughs> so, so, but like, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a podcast. Like, what do you got? Like. 10 people like your your 10 best friends are listening to it like who's listening to the show
2: well here's when it gets interesting uh so actually on an average monthly basis we're list- uh, we're getting around seven to ten thousand downloads which could be anywhere from 70 to one hundred thousand listeners every single month so we're thinking if you're trying to get your brand out to the right people of the right demographic we would love to do a branded with you guys where we'll show your product we'll give you the first link in the description um, and we'll do a 30 second pre-roll ad for you guys in this episode are you working okay. with us tom
0: what a, I, I like this idea because I, I have to, I have to sell this to my boss that cuts the checks. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't actually cut Thank the checks. You. How can we guarantee that <laughs> – I'm trying to come up with a good question. You guys are good. You're good. You got me. You got me. I, I, I would love <laughs> to do a go. brand deal with you. What is your rate? <laughs> we love it. <laughs> you don't have to say that on air. <laughs> no, no. No, I think we should. I, think, yeah. I mean um, that
2: can't hurt us, right? I don't think so. There's a brand listening to this. I think, um, yeah. So right now we charge anywhere from seventeen hundred to two thousand dollars for a thirty second pre roll ad. Um, but if you want to take that to a mid roll, then it'll be about fifteen hundred. Or if you want to take it to a post roll, it'll be about twelve fifty. Now roast our rates, Tom. Let's hear what we're doing wrong.
0: Yo, I actually like that. Those are good rates. Okay, <laughs> those, okay. You say those rates right <laughs> okay. again. Uh, so That's be um,
2: anywhere anywhere yeah. from seventeen hundred to two thousand for a thirty second post uh, pre roll. Uh, it would be fifteen hundred for a thirty-second mid-roll, and it would be twelve hundred fifty for a post-roll.
0: Yeah, and are you are you trying to sell all of them?
2: No, no. I think. Well, I mean, if we could, we would. Yeah, we would if we could. Yeah, uh, but we yeah. we so this we generally just push post-roll or uh, pre-roll. I mean, sorry.
0: So this is what I would do. I would I would um I would do one campaign. I would focus on one campaign, and get that one really right. Like track, tr- mm-hmm. like find a way to track um actual conversions if you can uh it's hard yeah. too because on podcasts like like even me like when I hear podcast sponsors uh like athletic greens like I have to hear it like seven times and then I google it and like the yeah. person I first listened to doesn't even get credit for it but that, yeah. like that's the that's the point you're building these relationships with people you trust and eventually th- these brands it's kind of a brand brand awareness type campaign um uh but i would try to like just get one major success uh like yeah yeah with, with your your first partner on the podcast then have like create like a one pager of like that of that campaign then you have that then what i would try to do is almost create product inventory so i would like start to build relationships with brands that are advertising in the podcast listener space right because like mm. th- that's a specific type of brand like not many brands like put money there but so you have to go to people yeah. that are the buyers that are already buying ads in for on podcast yeah um that- build up a whole like that da- data like archive of like people that 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 you're building relationships in that space and then yeah. essentially sell a whole quarter or like a month at a time so hey you can buy yeah. four at a time like that's the package or it's eight at a time for the quarter or it's 12 at a time and yeah. you get a discount yeah. if you buy 12 12 pre-roll spots that's
2: actually really smart
1: and i remember you told us that in our first ever call and we we take them into heart you know boys what, usually in our pitch we tell yeah. them we want it to be organic but also we're looking for a brand that's willing to build with us yeah we're looking for a brand that yeah. maybe isn't the American Express just yet because we are not Joe Rogan just yet, but we're looking for a brand that wants to go to the top with yeah. us. We wanted to find our Geek. Yeah. Our anchor sponsor, something that every episode Got they it. know it's Juvie and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that's a great example. Like you almost have this like hero brand where it's like you collaborate mm-hmm. with them, like, like you have equity in this thing. Like it's your, yeah. And yeah. like, once you can show the results and, uh, you're able to point to that to future brands, like people are going to be chomping at the bit to work with you
2: yeah yeah that that was our goal, and we got like we got really close to it. and it 's definitely not off the table um I'd say it's far from off of the table, but it's just a little bit pushed back um yeah, because I mean when you think of David Dobrik, you think of Seat geek, and that's what we've been trying to find
1: and I think like in the yep. podcast world, you know i don't know if you're familiar with Guy Raz, he does how I built this yeah. uh American uh, not American express their anchor sponsor is American Express. And what, what my dad was telling me about that is he's like, what I enjoy is they don't put it in the exact same space every single time in the episode because then he's like, I don't know when to skip. Yeah. So that's also something that we do talk about with brands, especially our generation. They're witty when it comes yeah. to ads because I know I'm witty when I come to ads. So it would be like, instead of the first 30 seconds, maybe
2: the next time, it's after we've done the guest intro. They yeah. don't know what's coming. They can't yep. skip If I know there's an ad coming, I'll skip to 45 seconds into the okay. video until it starts. Exactly. Every time.
0: You know, th- that's, that's important too because uh like what you just said is like kind of like a strategist. you're you're coming at it as a strategist you're not just a podcast host you guys are strategists that are that are helping this brand reach a business outcome right you're not just like Mm -hmm. selling ad space you're doing like i remember i talked to uh andrew warner and i was like how like how like i wasn't confident to ask um podcast sponsors early on and he was like listen like what you do is you just find out what the business outcome is that they want, and then you just do whatever mm-hmm. it takes to help them get there. Like he was like, before yeah. I had a, like a big audience, I would just text everyone I knew like links to this shit <laughs> and just have people click on it, <laughs> right? And like and like and, and, and send it to them and, and try to get buyers just like any way I knew. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. your podcast. Like if they know that like you're on their side, uh, the, you know they're more likely to figure out ways to collaborate with you in the future. Okay, I got. Uh, what do you wish you knew? before you started the podcast?
2: That's a good question.
0: Oh, I,
1: I have an answer for this Okay, one. In this, great. I think in the beginning, I thought anyone could start a podcast and I think I've been proven wrong. So I don't, know, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode three. And so the fact that we've done 83, I think it shows something and it proves something to myself. I thought before that anyone could just sit behind a microphone and talk and people would listen. And I think I've been very much proven wrong in that just by seeing other podcasts go up and down. Um, so I think I I, I think, what I, what I think I would have wished that I had more confidence in what I was saying in the beginning, yeah. thinking that not everyone is having this perspective and saying this thing.
2: Yeah, I think mine, mine's pretty similar. Um, I wish that I knew that not everybody, as he said, not everybody can be a good podcast host. Like we've had experience with um, a lot of other people who have been either on podcasts or have podcasts um, who just don't necessarily know like how to do it at all
1: it's maybe it's um, more natural
2: than we thought yeah so i think i i wish that we realized that we actually came into this as like quite like without trying to sound big-headed we came into this pretty naturally doing what we do um and i wish we had that confidence at the very beginning because then i feel like we could have got i mean even yeah. farther than we are now
0: Yeah, it's a great point it, it is it is a great point that it, it uh it's not but but i um I know that there's people out there that feel like they do have that. And they feel like they can and like that's why like I hope when they hear this podcast they're like And do I, it, you know, I can hold a conversation. I can like I have this passion, this curiosity around this niche subject. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, after listening to this podcast with with the boys from Juvi, I realized it doesn't take that much equipment. Um, it, the cheapest microphone out, um, uh, you know, a, cu- a, a couple clicks on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, and and an RSS feed and I can have my own brand, my own podcast platform.
2: We've said it a lot that you can start a podcast with just two friends and an iPhone. Um, But I feel like I've, I've, after, not a successful podcast. Yeah. After (laughs) reflecting on that, I've realized that we, (laughs) we can say that, but that's like we didn't start. We actually started with more equipment than most people might. Um, But we do, we do mean it that, like, if you really are passionate about starting a podcast, all you need is to be good at conversation, have people to talk to, or have someone to talk to, um, and a way to get onto the internet. And then you've got a podcast.
1: That doesn't promise that's going to work. No, but you do, but you mean, have a podcast. You can then say I have a podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and I think in the process, and this is something like, honestly, like, like we, I thought this podcast was going to be 30 minutes. It's, it's going on an hour. Uh, and there's a lot other things that I want like le- that I, I could hit on. But like the idea of like starting a creative project with a friend that you have the, you, you are the decision makers on it. Uh, you have, You're accountable for the results. Right. So you learn much more. Right. When you're in school Mm -hmm. and like we're doing make pretend projects and like these things aren't real. Like uh, it doesn't really matter. You just get like a letter. Like it it doesn't. But when you when you actually create a project with someone, put it out to the world, start to talk to sponsors, start to like build a brand around it. Like you learn much quicker. Like you're forced to learn much quicker. Uh, so I, I I always recommend, like, I think it's one of the best things you can do in high school, in college, even, you know, as an adult with a job, like start a side project where you get to make the decisions on, you have some accountability on it and just put it out to the world. And then you'll learn, Hey, maybe after 83 episodes, you're not built for it, but you also might learn, Hey, I love this and I can make some money off of this. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Go listen to their podcast, search on all podcast platforms uh if the rss feed is working <laughs> which they claim it is uh, the juvie podcast Knight and josh thank you for coming on thank, thank you, you for having on. us it, it was takes, great talking it, with it you it
1: takes a lot to make these episodes happen so we know from a host perspective y'all go download this episode yes Tom's please. Under, put in the work thank you tom